Quality Report podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief Liam Barnes, and this week I speak with Dr. Alan Zeman, founder of the Hong Kong-based LKF Group, a renowned entrepreneur who's best known as the godfather of Lan Kwai Fong, one of Hong Kong's most renowned nightlife districts. Zeman originally hails from Germany, but grew up in Montreal, Canada, and relocated to Hong Kong at the age of 19. After opening his first restaurant in Lan Kwai Fong in the mid-80s, Zeman went on to buy an entire block in the area for 32 million Hong Kong dollars, and today owns a reported 70% of the properties there. In the early 2000s, Zeman was appointed chairman of the then ailing Ocean Park and successfully managed to turn the fortunes of the theme park around, even in the face of stiff competition from the newly opened Hong Kong Disneyland. Elsewhere in the region, his LKF group continues to expand in mainland China, while the latest phase of his ever-expanding Phuket-based five-star Andara resorts and villas is well underway. Thanks for joining us today, Anne. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Let's start by discussing the changes that you've seen since you first started developing in Lan Kwai Fong and what, in hindsight, you would have done differently. Yeah, sure. if you ask me, uh, what, would I do something differently? Um, yes, probably. The, uh, um, I, I would have bought much more property today uh, because the values... You know, by doing what I did, I was able to increase the values uh, by maybe 20, 25 times. Um, you know, I just finished the new California Tower. I, tore, I, I had two existing towers. Uh, I tore, uh, which I bought probably close to 20 years ago at different times, and uh, they were uh, at 100 and, and, uh, 160 million Hong Kong was approximately... 20 million U.S., right. uh, which at that time was a lot of money. Uh, it, after redeveloping, uh, we just opened a new California Tower on a new re- revaluation. Um, it's worth 4.5 billion, which is over 500 million U.S. You know? Yeah, and yeah. So just to give you the kind of idea of the values of what what, what the area has created uh, from a business point of view, property wise. You couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, after largely being involved in kind of entertainment operations and you know commercial and, and lifestyle developments in Hong Kong, I mean, what inspired you to embark on a, on a luxury residential resort in, in Phuket, and, and, and how did this differ from you know from your previous experiences in property development? Now, I, I've been going to Phuket for many many years, uh, and I hadn't been to Phuket for a while. This was probably about. 12 years ago. Right. Um, I was in Hong Kong, it was Chinese New Year's, and I, I got sick in Hong and I had pneumonia during uh, Chinese New Year's. And so I decided, you know, I decided I wanted to go to, to a warm weather in the winter to relax. So I went to Phuket. And uh, when I got there, uh, I fell in love with the island again. I was re- recuperating. I decided I wanted find some land and build a house. And uh, I went around with my wife looking for different lots. And I came up with uh, the lot uh, in, uh, in, in uh, Surin, right. which was uh, just close to Anantpuri, the Anantpuri Resort, one bay over, uh, over uh, looking back towards Kamala. And uh, it was right above Lamsung Beach. And the land uh, was a beautiful plot. And, and uh, I decided to buy that. And uh, from there, I built a magnificent, uh, probably was one of the biggest houses in, in uh, yeah, right. maybe 
Thailand. <laughs> uh, something very, very special. And uh, okay, the design of it was very unique and, and very, uh, uh, very quite amazing. Uh, from there, I uh, uh, just, once I finished that, I had the team in place. And I, I decided uh, why not take it a step further. And so I, I was looking for some more land because I already had the construction team, on, which I was employing. And uh, we found a, a plot not far from my house, um, which I bought and decided to turn it into a small shopping center, uh, which is a boutique mall called the Plaza. Right, okay. Um, and filled it up with uh, up, upscale boutiques. And, and, and it also became very, very successful. From there, um, I, you know, I, I became quite well known because of my house uh, and, and uh, someone, a local developer from Bangkok was developing uh, the Andara site in Kamala. Okay. It was on a site overlooking um, um, the, the Andaman Sea. And I thought to myself, and they came to see me because they weren't doing well. They didn't know what to do with it. It was half under construction. They were going to do... Uh, kind of small apartments. Uh, they weren't really developers, they were surveyors. Right. And an elderly couple. And they came, they came to me, to uh, my, one of my staff and said, you know, would Alan Zeman be interested to buy it? And, and I went and looked at the land, and the land was beautiful because mm. it had a tremendous sea view and on a hillside. And I thought to myself, we could really build something special here. And so I did deal with them. I bought the land from them. And uh, we designed some beautiful villas in different phases um, and, and uh, went to market with them and got, you know, sold uh, the first few at, a, at a, quite a good price to uh, the buyers at the time and slowly started to redevelop the whole hillside, which turned out to be uh, a very good investment for every buyer that, uh, that bought there. We went from phase one to phase two. Phase three became uh, uh, condominiums. I bought that land later, and that became residences, uh, condominiums. Um, and after that, uh, I bought more land, which became Andara Signature, uh, to create even more beautiful villas. And, and, and uh, the brand, the Andara became a brand overnight, and uh, all the investors, whoever's bought it, has made uh, a very good profit on it. Maybe there's been uh, a number of resales, uh, and people have doubled their money, some have tripled their money. Uh, and that's, and that's more or less over the past, past 10 years, is that right? Past eight years. Eight years, right, okay. And I mean, like you say, yeah, I mean, obviously people have, you know, investors have, have, have made a, a fair bit of money off it. I mean, there seems to be, uh, you know, it never seems to be short of kind of, of, of interest. It's won, uh, you know, an array of awards over the last few years. But I mean, what, I mean, what, um, I mean, how do you think the market on Phuket itself has, has evolved in that, in that, in that time? Well, the market has, you know, obviously has changed. Uh, you know, the market goes according to the world economy because Phuket is not made up mostly of locals, but mostly uh, foreign buyers uh, yeah. who come from all over the world. Uh, if Europe is good, if, the, you know, when the euro drops uh, in value, obviously uh, 
prices become much more expensive for Europeans, and so many of them back off. Uh, we've been through many um, different changes where the, the, the currency, the bot, the Thai bot, has, has also uh, strengthened and weakened and, you know, has gone through as the political situation changes. Uh, so let's forget. Um, and, and so, uh, basically, what we found is uh, when you have a when you have a brand, a good brand, a good name. Yeah. No matter it, you know, and when you're in that price bracket, um, people with money, you're you're attracting people who have money, and many of them don't really look at uh, when you're talking those kind of price points. They don't really look so much at the prices, uh, as long as they feel it's something they love, something that's reasonable to them, uh, and it's something that's special. Um, and so and so, we've always tried to create something that's beautiful, that's something very special, uh, to create value for, uh, for the buyers. Uh, that's something, for me, that's very important. Many developers, they just sell the, the units and then walk away and you know, wash their hands and yeah. count the profit, and they're done. For us, we maintain, we manage the property on behalf of the owners, and so it's important uh, to us that uh, it, that they're well kept and that they're well managed and, and, and uh, you know, kept up to date. Um, we have uh, uh, gone through changes. The Russian market was strong for a while, and obviously uh, that there was a crackdown in Russia, and the Russians kind of disappeared for a while. Uh, that being said, we did sell one to a Russian buyer just recently. You know, so, um, so uh, you know, if you have quality, I've found they're around. Obviously, the China market has uh, been uh, good. Uh, they continue to be traveling now, and uh, they've discovered Phuket, along with other places in the world. Yeah, do, do you think the um, do you think the Chinese markets hit the heights that were perhaps uh, anticipated a few years ago? Um, I think I think uh, the Chinese market is really only beginning. Right. I think that uh, it goes in spurts. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, um, many mainlanders now want to get their money out of China. Uh, many because you know of uh, some of the problems that have existed in China with the crackdown on corruption and uh, uh, all that kind of uh, things. So I think many Chinese uh, are now buying overseas. Many are buying in London. Many are buying in New York, in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and of course, they're looking at, at you know, luxury homes in the past. Uh, they're looking at places like Hainan, you know, for, for a second home, for, for a, a uh, resort. But I think that uh, they're now discovering Phuket. We've also just sold one to a famous lady from Beijing who uh, we're just finishing her villa at the moment. And, and uh, um, you know, and, and the thing is, what I found is when they come, when they buy, uh, they bring their friends. And uh, the friends come and they say, well, if she's bought, why can't I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a common so, theme with I the think, Chinese buyers, I hear. Exactly. So I think the China market, uh, I have a lot of confidence uh, for Phuket and going into the future. I think that'll be, uh, there's a lot of disposable income. I think that'll be a, uh, really a good, good, good market, uh, good place uh, to be. We also just sold one to a Hong Kong buyer uh, who we're building uh, for uh, as well. So, uh, there, you know, people who, Phuket has a magic. There's yeah. something special about it. 
could get. You know, the culture, the people, the mm-hmm. spa, the, the massage, the food, uh, everything about Phuket. You know, the weather. It's a lovely island, and I think that uh, people who come there really appreciate it. The beaches, people really do appreciate it, and and uh, and then for a second home. And and the good thing is the proximity to Asia is is not too far. There's good there's good infrastructure, good airports now that uh, are supporting uh, the growth of Phuket. And, uh, and that's that's something that's that's important. They're not talking about a private uh, for private airplanes because a lot of uh, very wealthy people are buying and, and they have their own airplanes. And so hmm. they're talking about building. Do you think it's do you think it's fair to say that you know projects like Andara, you know, premium high end developments, uh, uh, are somewhat kind of not as affected by the factors you know as as, as you briefly touched upon earlier on, like the the uh, slowdown in kind of Russian uh, investors, you know. Sluggish investment from Europe. Do you think it's somewhat immune to that? Uh, I think. Well, you can never say that that uh, any project is immune, but I think that uh, it's it's uh, a lot less immune than mass market, yeah. where uh, people you know absolutely don't have a lot of disposable income, and it depends in a good market. Uh, they they have some excess cash, and so they'll buy. In a bad market, it's uh, you know they'll be saving their their their, their dollars. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, any luxury pro- property, usually you're aiming at a different class of customer. Uh, that being said, they also in, you know when, when the stock market goes down or the property market goes down in their home country, they themselves will also be careful and and and, and uh, not as forthcoming with. Uh, you know, with, with or, or not willing to pay as high a price as you're asking, and then you're forced to as make a business decision and maybe reduce or give a bigger discount or something like that if you want to move property. But uh, uh, it, it's a lot easier with with a premium product, uh, although there are a lot less buyers, and you and you have to have a product that is that is good, that is great. Yeah. Um, moving back to China, so I mean, you're. Uh... Your Lan Kwai Fong group. I mean, you've you've obviously been, you've been expanding in on the mainland over the last few years, uh, but those those have primarily been commercial developments. Do you have any plans for for residential on the mainland or elsewhere in the region? Um, yes, we're, at the moment we're looking at a big project at uh, doing residential in uh, potentially Chongqing. We're looking at a big project in uh, in the western part of China. Right. Uh, and and. Uh, uh, you know, because of the success of like my phone with the brand, we're getting calls almost on a daily basis from different cities, different governments in different cities, wanting a like my phone because uh, China is now going from an export-driven economy to a consumer-driven economy, mm-hmm. and so like my phone is consumer spending. It's a lifestyle, uh, and it's exactly what Beijing has been preaching to acquire to the locals. Uh, they want to go from export driven to uh, to consumer spending. Yeah. And uh, so, so uh, we've been looking at different cities in China uh, where people have, have been um, talking to us about uh, uh, you know, uh, doing a Lang Kwai Fong. Uh, but when we're now talking about Lang Kwai Fong, it's not just uh, an entertainment area. We also look at residential or office in Shanghai at the moment, the Dream Center. 
it's it's uh, about uh, 468,000 square meters, which is not a small site in Shuwei. And that's uh, uh, five office buildings. It's an animation studio for DreamWorks, the uh, the movie company from Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's a IMAX red carpet IMAX theater uh, complex. Uh, eight cultural buildings from Broadway theaters to music halls to art galleries and the Lang Kwai Fong as well. Uh, it's right on the water in Shu Bai district. Uh, and and uh, uh, so we're also looking at other components, uh, not just entertainment. In Chongqing, there's a huge residential component together with the Lang Kwai Fong. Um, and so we, we look at, uh, at both. The other thing we're also looking at is because Andara has become such a brand, we get so many customers who come and say, do you have, you know, are you in another city? Can we book another Andara? So we're looking at other cities uh, potentially. Um, that's, to, that's to expand the, the Andara brand, is it? Yeah. And that's, that's in, in, potentially in Philippines. We're looking at Palawan at the moment. Right. Uh, potentially, potentially in Vietnam, um, in Da Nang. Uh, just, you know, different places. Would you re we'd re retain the, um, the resort model rather than kind of taking it to the city? Yes, for the moment, uh, I think, I think in that, for that uh, um, stream of, of, of uh, for Andara, we'd yeah. like to maybe keep it as a resort, okay. mostly in, in, in the resort area. Obviously, in the last 12 months, political instability has been a, a major role in both Thailand and, and Hong Kong. I mean, obviously, we're one year on now from, from, from the Occupy movement, and so there are no signs of, of civilian rule returning here in, in Thailand, but there's been you know, any great hangover in terms of investor sentiment? I think that, uh, in general, um, Yes, I mean, obviously, Occupy Central uh, went on for 79 days in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and uh, it did cause a lot of, uh, at the beginning, a lot of uh, bad will, you know, instead of goodwill, uh, to the economy, yeah. uh, because you had a lot of the media uh, that were here from all over the world uh, covering it and making it feel like it was uh, one of those uh, trouble spots in the Middle East or uh, in, in Europe. Uh, and it, it was quite peaceful, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, because Hong Kong in general is a peaceful place, uh, it was just, uh, you know, a, a change, you know, young people uh, were looking for, you know, were challenging the government, as happens everywhere in the world. Um, unfortunately, it went on for too long. And, uh, and of course, at the beginning, many people didn't know. We had calls from many business people around the world asking what is going on in Hong Kong. Hong Kong always prided itself on stability. And, you know, business people and investors love a place that is stable and love stability. And that was always Hong Kong's rule of law. That's always been strength of Hong Kong. Um, you know, being able, if, you, if your business doesn't do well, being able to take someone to court and having a fair, uh, you know, fair trial. And, yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, that's always been, and Hong Kong has always been a free port. Uh, and, and, and the way of doing business was always, was never challenged here. Occupy Central made some people think, but uh, what I found is time is the best healer. It's one year on. Um, although you still have a division in society, 
uh, you, you, you still uh, you, see, you can see that business goes on as usual, and uh, you know confidence comes back pretty quickly uh, because Hong Kong is a difficult place to replace uh, the business, the financial center uh, that it is, is still very very strong. Uh, in Thailand, obviously, uh, you know, those of us who, that have been there for a long time have been through many different political systems. Uh, yes, it's kind of like the weather; it changes quite quite rapidly uh, when you, when you least expect it. it you know, the, the the one thing though that uh, the present government has done has brought uh, stability back to. Uh, Thailand, you know, because uh, we didn't have, uh, you know, uh, in the past it was uh, you had uh, the yellow shirts, the red shirts, one fighting against the other. You know, one group trying to close off the airport, uh, seal the roads. Uh, you know, that caused a lot of damage for a while, um, and 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 uh, of course. We had a tragic bombing just a few, uh, you know a few months ago in Bangkok, which uh, again uh, it seems that it had nothing to do with uh, you know it was an outside incident. It wasn't uh, a domestic issue, thank God. Um, but uh, of course, those things don't help to bring confidence. Uh, you know, when they happen, people some people get very nervous. Of course, uh, a bomb goes off. Uh, um, and, and people fighting, people don't want to invest. But, uh, uh, you know, the good thing is, as I, as I said earlier, Tha Thailand has a charm. It's got a culture that you just want to love. You want to overlook the problems that it faces and, and, and look on the brighter side. It's a place that's blessed. And, and, and so I think that uh, even with the problems that do exist, I believe that uh, you know Thailand will continue to um, important place to invest uh, for resort. I, I still think it's probably the best in Southeast Asia. I think that uh, no other country comes close to it. Okay, I think well, I think that's a good place to leave it, Alan. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks again, Alan, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Okay. Good to talk. All right, and Cheers. Bye bye. You can keep up to date on the latest news, views and luxury launches, as well as in-depth features on established and emerging investment destinations in Asia and beyond, market trends and rising and respected architects and designers who are redefining and redesigning the region's landscapes at property-report.com. You can also subscribe to the print journal online at ensign-media.com. Celebrate the best in regional real estate at the 5th Annual Southeast Asia Property Awards Grand Finale on October the 21st at the Shangri-La Hotel, Singapore. And for the first time ever, join the industry's biggest names at the Property Report Congress 2015. Don't miss this opportunity to champion the world's most exciting property markets and meet the industry leaders who are redefining them.